Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? Mind. And his partner, Philip Tapender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the great podcast Wrestling Daft. I love it, listen to it every week. Yeah, I listen to it twice every week actually. Uh, the other one doesn't have me on it though, so... Um, but I still listen to it. Yeah, Grado's here as well, of course. How are you doing, Grado? Hello, Rob. How are we? One year anniversary. Happy birthday to the Wrestling it's Daft boys. One year anniversary today. Um, so it's a fantastic... We've got a cake. We've got a cake, John. Uh, you know, I just realised it was the I was going through and thought, oh, we started this podcast about a year ago, and then I realised we actually missed the birthday, which was twenty fifth of October. When back in the day when we had Chris Jericho on, I remember in the first episode, Matt Jericho, and I'm giving it fucking, I'll get Fergal David, man. I will, I'll get Matt Hardy. I'll get yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended we can't even get fucking bingo balance on the show, so there you can't know. even get bingo balance now. You know what I mean? This we've we've normalised. I hope everybody's doing all right out there. I hope you're all feeling well. I hope you're all good. Have you got any news, Grado? I know you've been twitching. You've been I don't want to you down with the the Twitch stuff, but as you can see, if you're go if you're watching this on video, I've got a wee plug for my www.twitch.tv/slash Captain Grado. My head's up my arse way. I don't really know, but I'm doing. I've got a wee guy, Stu Reed. Stu Reed, shout out to him who's made me a nice wee Captain Gradle logo. So that's all been tarted up my my, my Twitch channel. But um, I did enjoy it, but Rab, I know you said you'd done Twitch before and you didn't really get the feel for it. I was just kind of sitting, making an arse of myself to borrow it. Making an arse of myself flight skill-wise, do you know what I mean? I've been doing this for weeks and weeks and weeks and see when the pressure came on, it was hard for me to fly in front of folk. It was putting me off, but I think that's part of the journey. Do you know what I mean? Ah, yeah, it's it's just no for me. I just I just can't be bothered with having to talk to. You. It was just it's also I just don't want to do it, man. I've got like Wayne's on it. I just don't. I can't be jumping on and talking to strangers for tours. No, I do get that. I do get that. But at the same time, I've kind of always wanted to be a guy that comes on Facebook Live, right, and go, "How he's doing," right? But I know that would annoy folk. Do you know what I mean? Like not normal folk on Facebook. We go, "Who's he?" Thinks he is talking to folk and all that. And but I believe Aye. because Twitch is further, I'm up for coming on for a wee gab. Aye, no, 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 you've got a, a white a white date, a white date now. So you can check that out, by the way, if you want to uh, join Grado on Twitch and have a chat with him and, uh, and interact, he'll, you know, Grado will talk back to you, Grado will give you some feedback, and you know you'll get a good relationship with Grado. If any stalkers out there that want to interact with Grado in a mere uh, personal way, that's a way you do it. Twitch.tv forward slash Captain Grado. That's twitch.tv forward slash Captain Grado, and... Uh, you better buckle up because Grado is gonna take you for a ride through the sky. <laughs> right, the flight. So um let's see what the punters was. You know, after last week we were trying to sort out a date for a run-in listener, Darren. Stephen has been in touch. Uh he said, seeing as Grado's a new king of the game shows and the run-in was looking for a lady friend, perhaps you could have an episode of Wrestling Daft that is blind date and have Grado host it with Rabazur Graham. So if you're a lady and you fancy a date with Darren, please get in touch. He is a handsome fella, so um, that's still out there. It's still open, but I have to say, Darren, uh, there's been no joy this week so far. Ah, Graham. Ah, Graham. Quick fact about me and Silla Black. I was in a band for years called President Prime, and our most popular song was a song called Priscilla White, which is, in fact, Silla Black's shit name. Wow. Hey, go. You never knew that. You need to... Well, that fact, I mean. Ah, we fact there in a band. Lovely. Um, now, Peter's been in touch after Burniston was taken down for Netflix, saying, fuck Netflix, went old school and bought the complete series of Burniston on DVD. It's a bit daft, and it? It's on YouTube. Um, <laughs> P.S. Love the fact that IMDb have the writers as Ian Connell and one other. Do they? <laughs> Do they? Uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about celebrities at wrestling shows and regular contributor Ian Drew Dice Clay 
Probably uh, my favourite Twitter guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? I mean, he, th- that guy is fantastic on Twitter. He just gets my news. I don't go into wrestles when I just go into his page and find out all the updates. So follow that guy, man. He's he's uh, his tweets are are incredible. Um, he sent us a video with the cast of Heidi High in the front row of a show where a bunch of people dressed as wrestlers, and he said, "Love how they sat Paul Shane and Sue Pollard next to the rest of the psychopaths who came dressed up." As if Shane had come as Pat Patterson and Paul Ald had an ill-advised crack at cosplaying as Missy Hyatt. And you can see that video on our Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Check that out because it's a really weird video to look at. Now, last week, Grado wanted to hear your curry wrestling puns. Oh, man, these... I forgot to taste some of them. He but loves anyway, these puns. He loves these puns. We don't need them, Grado, because we were inundated with puns. Here are just right. some of them. Okay. Ped came in with a honky-tonk nan. <laughs> um, uh Ewan came in with Chris. He, what, no, but like, he says he didn't know where to bury Annie or pit it over this segment. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to read that back because I was just like... Oh, did, did you get buried these first one? I? Well, it's just garbage. Um, Chris, Ewan said Chris Jericorma. Nah. Scott nah. says Daniel Bariani. Mm. No. Nah. Dougbag says the great Dal E. <laughs> That's good. Um, Jason said Fal Venus. Somebody's just pulled out the Indian restaurant menu and just went through it, just trying to... Uh, I did. I definitely. Ian said Lex Vindaluga. I like that. And Tandoori Funk Jr. Tandoori Funk Jr. is a good one, right? Uh, uh, Brian says Jinder Masala. Ooh. <laughs> What's we're doing there? Oh. And Pafty says Joe and Mark Kofta. And Chat Gable. <laughs> Chat Gable's good, man. And he's also sent in one for Chinese food, but that wasn't what we asked for, so he can fuck off. Dale says, Lamb Hogan Josh. That's that's really good. That's a good that's one. Really good. Uh, really Louise good. said, Tika Mizala. Mizala. All right. All right. Uh, Kieran says, Papa Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> of the Pisander Taker. <laughs> I like Papa Dominic Mysterio. It's going to be hard to beat. <laughs> Ricky says, Pilau Brown. What's that? Who's it meant to be? D- like peel, be oh, peel out, deal out, brown. Colin says Vince McNan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rojan Josh Matthews and that's ex, a good ex Pacora. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin says Fandango Chutney. Hmm. Iron Shake Kebab. <laughs> or oh, oh, the badass Runny Bum. That's the best. <laughs> the badass Runny Bum. Right. Sam says he was at a local indie show and he says a heel called a fat guy in the crowd <laughs> Samosa Joe <laughs> <laughs> That was nearly sick with laughing he said Anyway, what puns are we going for next week Grado since you're, you're being Well, not to put myself over right but it's because that we, I take it we, we've already done puns for my Captain Grado Twitch haven't we because the guy Fair Play to Stu he's put up no, total non-stop airlines right did we he must have we must have got that after wrestling after we? Yeah, yeah, we had total non-stop aviation. Right, big one, wasn't it? Right, okay, right. What have we got for this week then? Which can we do? Which can we do this week? Um, sweetie wrestlers. Since everyone's going to be getting loads of sweeties at the weekend for trick or treating, we could do sweetie wrestlers. Sweetie wrestlers. Okay, right, okay. Um, the bounty. What's that? <laughs> the, the bounty, the bounty. Oh, aye. Um, the jelly bean street posse. The jelly bean street posse. Aye, That's all right, mate. Very That's good right. one. She's um, <laughs> horrific, mate. <laughs> you sure we want these sweeties? Why did you do Chinese takeaway since you did Indian takeaway this week? You could do Chinese takeaway. No, let's say no, no, let's do chocolate, let's do sweeties, let's do sweeties because it's hard. This is a good one, it's hard. So, I'm going to do speakies. <laughs> speakies. We're going to do sweeties, right? It's really that we have came up quite short. John's got one, uh, I got one with the bounty. Gredo's getting named so far. Oh, he's hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, he's getting named. His head's in the clouds, he's getting named so far. Come on, Gredo, we need okay. give his one. Right, I need, I need one, don't I? I need one. Big Van Wafer. <laughs> Big Van Wafer is good. Big Van Wafer is really good. They won't beat that, actually, Big Van Wafer. I like it. Because it works really well because you get a wafer after the van as well, didn't you? So it's fucking brilliant, Big Van uh, Wafer. Big Van Wafer. Um... Right. Okay, so sweeties next week for the puns, everybody. As it's Halloween, 
We were wondering if you've ever dressed up as a wrestler. Now, before we get into these, Grado, did you ever dress up as a wrestler when you were wee? Yeah, actually, I did. I dressed up as Undertaker one year. I got my mom's old black coat, and um, I think uh, I walked. I was American badass actually, so I had, so I had to. I used my mom's mascara for the goatee, black shades, bandana, my mom's big black coat, a denim shirt, and just slipped my trackies. I think. <laughs> That's a, that's a good costume. I like it. Well, let's see what the point I'll say. Sandy went out dressed as John Cena's fat doppelganger, but it was off on the hunt since nobody could see him. <laughs> Love it. Textbook, John Cena, joke structure there. Man in Geek's clothing went dressed as Macho Man. His ex told him to stop being a pussy when he said he'd vomit if he did a shot of tequila. Guess who was vomiting in the catty toilet seconds later as the Macho Man? Oh, yeah. He was spewing <laughs> in the cat house toilets. Yeah, I've just had a memory, right? Because, like, fucking... My, my pals all done, like, a wrestling theme dress-up, right, once. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that way I was... At the time, I was in the Lowlanders. You know what I mean? So I'm giving it... Right, a Lowlander era, I suppose. I, I, I'm not going... I'm not going to dress a wrestler. I'm a wrestler, too. You know what I mean? I'm not going... That kind of idea. And, you know, my pals done fucking... My pals done, like, you know, the face paint for the Ultimate Warrior and the ball thing for Stone Cold and all that. And yep. my mate, Big Dave, right? Big Dave's like a guy that he's... Do you know that way like we were in primary seven, we went swimming and his boss had already dropped? Aye, Big aye, Dave, do you know man. what I mean? His boss were already brewing like your father's boss, do you know what I mean? All he kind of brewing yep. and like, do you know that way? We hunters our pubes. Like he was 13 and he was going in for folks fucking uh, carry out when aye. he was 13, do you know what I mean? Folk at like 17 were asking him as a 13-year-old to go in for baby. He's just Big Dave, you know what I mean? Big Dave, I remember the wrestling kind of themed party you know, he turned up with like a cowboy hat on and just a shot and I was like I'm like what the, who's he meant to be I'm like Dave who are you and he's like JR <laughs> JR how <laughs> a cowboy hat man a shirt JR <laughs> yeah. easy way out man it's like I remember one year you, I used to hate folk that would go dress as a football player because they'd just put on a football strip mm -hmm. I, I'd hate that yeah 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 Lazy. 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 Well, near laziness here. Derek, it's a wrestling theme. He's stag in Liverpool. Went all right until pubs stopped letting us in and IRS went mission in action. Mission in action. I know. You would think I was drunk the day, the way I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm no. I'm no. Sometimes are. Ryan ended up back at an ex's after a night out and he was dressed as Hulk Hogan. He had to climb out of the window in the morning, still half cut and wearing the tights because our parents came home earlier than planned and the dad wasn't a big fan, but he would have got leg dropped anyway. <laughs> 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 David says Rick Flair his brother Stag doing Benidorm ended up having a match with a group of lads for Cardiff who were also dressed as wrestlers one of them even had the foresight to dress as a referee cracking weekend uh, James went to Shawn Michaels ended up in a hardcore match in Sucky Hall Street and Hogan got leathered was ushered out Subway after sweet chin music and some guy after he said Bret Hart was better that's quite right Gavin, so Gavin says he was on a Stag do dressed as Stone Cold and he kept getting mistaken for the big show uh, Million Dollar Man and Rick Rudolph pulled that night, but Macho Man got robbed by a Spanish taxi driver and had to walk down through the hills <laughs> in his fake muscle suit. Brilliant. By the way, Chris Heroes. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's a sweetie. There's a sweetie. There's a sweetie. Um, Willie says about six years ago he dressed up as Sting. He ended up steaming and getting in a fight with somebody dressed as the Marshmallow Man for Ghostbusters. Good times. Percy dressed up as Rikishi. Big nappy, flower necklace, the lot. And he gave his pastor a stink face during the harvest celebrations for shits and giggles after a few sweet sherries. Long story short, ousted, publicly shamed, and a social pariah. Fuck it, a laugh's a laugh. Nerds, no idea what's going on there. No idea what's going on. His stink face, his pastor at the harvest celebrations. I mean, what the fuck is what? What is that? What does that even mean? Where? When did? Where did this tweet come from? Like what? And also, the fact he's called Percy. Percy's the guy that got uh, passed around like a joint by the nation of domination in his dream. That makes a lot of sense. Right, that makes sense now. It makes this sense. Is, this is Percy, right. Thanks to everybody as well for sending the photos and we'll put a gallery up on the Patreon, Patreon page. Get that checked out. And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Our email is old school style wrestling daft at gmail.com. <laughs> now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling. The Ghostbusters for the Ghostbusters too. Agreed. Have Agreed. Have we said that before? I don't know. I don't listen to film stuff. 
don't you question John here. John knows the score. I didn't even, didn't even fucking know it was our birthday, our first birthday. Um, what are we want to bury and what are we want to put over this week? Gredo. Well, as you know, this week I've not had time to watch the wrestling, but I have a day want to take the time to talk about Tracy Smothers passing, yep. which was yep. really, yep. really, really, really sad because Tracy, honestly, one of my best wrestling stories is wrestling Tracy Smothers in Brooklyn, Ohio, in an old church. It was a mind-blowing experience. Colt Cabana flew me here to record Wrestling Road Diaries 3 with him and Kikitaro. And me and Tracy Smothers were meant to make an event. And Tracy turns up about half an hour before we were meant to go out. And he's wearing his um, delivery driver gear. I thought it was because he was doing his FBI gimmick, but he literally came for delivering takeaways, right? But, but he's, he was just amazing right for the start. And no, no, see Tracy Smithers, if you go back and listen to his interviews, he remembers everybody. He knew all about me and he was asking about the, the wrestling scene because he spent a summer in the UK in 2006. Do you remember that? Rab, that when mm. Tracy Smothers came out, no, he was no. like wrestling in Mary Hill and all that. Aye, I do remember that. I he do did, remember man. that. He was, he was here for months and months and months, so he was asking about everybody, and it was amazing. And like, he was like, oh, Hold on, hold on, bro. I gotta speak to this guy. I gotta speak to this guy. And he was speaking to this guy. Obviously, this there was a guy in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and obviously, known him for years, and he was talking away to him. So I'm like, God, come on, man, we need to come up with stuff for this match. Anyway, the next minute, the music's playing, and we've got nothing but in this match, right. We went out there and we wrestled, well, if you can call it wrestling, for 45 minutes, and it was a total shit show, but it was a good laugh. First of all, he gets on the mic, right, and he, you know he does it, everybody dies, promo, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, But you know how he's got his wee pal there, at the, at the side that's in the wheelchair, and he gets on the mic and sincerely says, I want to dedicate this match to my crippled friend over in the corner. And I'm like, crippled friend? Can you say that? And the guy's waving and I'm going, oh, what? Right? And he just starts to berate uh, Brooklyn, Ohio. And he's going to get, if he beat, if he gets beat the night, he's gone to his lawyer first thing in Monday morning and all that shit, right? And then <laughs> there's this five-year-old lassie front row who's just screaming, Tracy sucks, Tracy sucks. And he goes over and basically tells her that Santa's dead. Right? <laughs> and then she, he goes... He, he puts him out in the lassies. He goes, what, what do you want to be? Hey, hey, what, hey, girl, what do you want to be when you're older? She says, a wrestler. And she he takes him out and goes, when you when you grow up, you ain't going to be no wrestler. You're going to grow up to be a fucking rat. <laughs> Five-year-old, right, man? And you know that way, like, just folk were like, they didn't, I didn't know where to look, man. I did not know where to look. It, we t- it turned into a singing competition. We had a dance-off. It was an absolute fucking shambles, right? But d- Cliff Compton says it was the best thing he's ever seen, right? It was just a shambles. But anyway, we get backstage, and he had wrestled in, like, this kind of fucking dungo- dungarees gear. And I- I've lost my keys. I've lost my car keys. I've lost my car keys. So we we turned the place upside down, trying to finish car keys in this chapel, this, mm-hmm. this church hall. And then somebody goes, Tracy, you know what? Check your... Check your pockets. The corkies were in his dungarees we had wrestled in. <laughs> but he honestly was the nicest guy. Honestly, he was so, so funny. What a heel. If you go back and look at his promos, man. And by the way, seeing it in, in the mid-90s, he was doing stuff that other folk one day didn't see Freddie Joe Floyd. Watch some of the shit he's doing on like Sunday Night Heat or whatever for the WWF. And you're, you get blown away, man. If He was so agile and athletic. But what a lovely guy, man. Obviously, well, that's what everybody seems to be saying, and it's like a lot of people coming out just saying he always had loads of time for people and had loads of good advice and was just kind of warm and remembered who you were, remembered your name, and all of that. Just one of the a good guy to have in the locker room who was always friendly. And, and I, I kept in touch with him on Facebook and all that because, like, do you know what? I know he's going to remember, and he did. He would talk away how's Europe grade and all that stuff. So, really, really sad because you know how they say when wrestlers die, they don't make them like him anymore, but they really don't make wrestles like Tracy Smothers anymore, so rest good. in peace, Tracy boy. That's why it's good having you on this show, Gredo, because I've never met Tracy Smothers. You'd have um, loved him, mate, listening to him. Just sits in the back, sits and just shoots the shit and buddies everybody and puts... Do you know what I mean? He just tells all these stories. Yeah. And he's just... He's, he's In fact, I say he buddies everybody. He doesn't really. He just tells stories. I bet like, See, like, see like, like, I'm telling that story right, really now, right? Yeah. Like... He wasn't like you, you kind of had to be there, but do you know why he was being totally serious and sincere when he was talking to that guy in the wheelchair? And I, I, 
I know he didn't mean any harm when he said that. It's just that was just Tracy. Do you know what I mean? Aye. He's a right Southern American redneck guy. And, he, Aye, and, and also, also you, you get these heels that are able to have that interplay with the audience and stuff like that and, and do that. And the audience don't hate them for it or they don't think they've been out of line or anything like that no, because they just have a charm about them. You know what I mean? They've got an old school charm. That's exactly it. It was so charming. And it's like, do you know what I mean? He's like, he comes out and he starts giving it all this, uh, you know, if I hear anyone shouting, Tracy sucks, Tracy sucks. And, you know, nobody's coming with him. The crowd on the company's going, come on, I thought you're supposed to be the fucking smart marks here. Come on, Tracy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious, man. Very sad. Um, another another good gin away. Uh, John put over, got in touch. See what he's talking about. He's talking about Jay and... Jay Uso and Roman Reigns, their match at Hell in a Cell, one of the best matches of the year, just pure storytelling. Hell in a Cell was a good show, I thought. What did, you, what did you think of Hell in a Cell? I need to watch it, but apparently folk were saying it was shit hot. Some folk were saying the first hour was like the best hour of wrestling I've seen in a long, long time. I thought like there was really like they put on Reigns and Jay as the first match, and it went like forty-five minutes for the first match. And yep. but like I don't know if you did you see it, Rob? Yeah, I did see it. Storytelling and that I mean there was three Hell in a Cell match and they were all very different. You know, you had the amazing storytelling. I mean, I could have watched that all night. The, like, the story they were telling in the ring. Then you had the brilliant Barnes, Sasha and uh, Becky, uh, Bailey was amazing. Really mm-hmm. great match. And then you had the Drew, Randy, and they were all three different kind of Hell in a Cell matches. And I, I, I thought it was a really good event. Really good show. Uh, and uh, John put over once... John wants to... <laughs> right, hold on. I, I called this guy John put over. John wants to bury the Dark Order. And Brody Lee, they've lost all momentum since Brody lost the TNT Championship to Cody. The Dark Order just seem to be people don't like them. Maybe I like them a wee bit. Nah, I don't like them again. Nah, maybe I don't. Nah, I don't like them again. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching um, uh, being the elite. Be, be being the elite. Is that the YouTube show? Aye. Is it being the elite or is it be the elite? It's being being the elite, isn't it? It's being the elite, right? Yeah. Be the elite. Be elite. Be, be elite. Be an elite. Yeah. Right. That's what it is, right? Yeah. It's being elite, right? Being the elite. It's being the elite, guys. We're being the elite here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But I enjoyed that. I watched that this week. I'll put that over because I enjoyed that. Um, That was good fun. They were playing a wee bit of golf with that mad alligator toy thing that hang me, and they were going so long. They were taking so long playing this game of golf. Matt Hardy was playing it and all that. It was like it was almost like unbearable to watch, but it was funny. Um, <laughs> so I like to put that. Well. Kev wants to put our Halloween Havoc, which is really good. He says also put our Moose versus EC3 at Bound for Glory. Cinematic matches have been great. Fair play, EC3 putting Moose over when he's only just returned to Impact. Always seems to be a lot of good praise for Impact recently. Um, and he wants to bury Retribution, a poor man's aces and eights. <laughs> wow! If you're a bad wow, version that's... of aces and eights, pipe bomb. You're really bad. Uh, be nice to wrestlers. <clears throat> Wants to put over somebody getting shot on impact. It's about time there's been a good murder mystery story in wrestling. I have no idea what that refers to, but I'm interested. No, don't know about it either. Uh, hopefully, Angela Lansbury or Dick Van Dyke shot to investigate. He says, and he would bury retribution, but he thinks they've suffered enough recently. A shanner of an angle, he says. Scott wants to put over the whole pay per view bound for glory because of what it looked like physically without a crowd and production levels and the matches were fucking superb. Kenny absolutely squashing Sonny because it makes sense because they're nowhere near the same level yet. Scott making himself judge and jury there. And he wants to bury Rab for no letting him in and obviously knowing that the end result of The Fiend and Alexa is both of them champions, right? So he's annoyed at me for no letting The Fiend. What, the result of The Fiend and Alexa is both of them champions? That's not what, that's not what wrestling's about. That's not an angle. An angle it's is a prop, the, brother. Yeah, exactly. It's a prop, mate. Um, Danny Lowe wants to bury Drew losing the belt without ever defending it in front of fans fuck's sake WWE get your act together no. but is there way is there um, psychology in this in terms of he can win it back again in front of a crowd at Wrestlemania fingers crossed is that maybe what they're... Drew deserves to win the belt in front of fans mm-hmm. he deserves to win it in front of fans that's a storyline in itself it, you know what I mean that's so... a storyline in itself that you know he builds it up the crowds hopefully Touch wide, eventually come back, and that's the big angle. I want to win it in front of yeah, fans. Yeah, totally. Well, well said, Gredo. Ian wants to bury the way WWE are booking retribution. They're supposed to be making them look strong with the absolute chumps that they look like. And wants to put old Drew for having a fantastic first reign as WWE champion. He'll be back for Mayor, the guy has done himself, ICW, and Scotland proud. Um, 
Fraser wants to bury the timing of Randy Orton becoming champion. The ambulance match felt like the end of the feud. Maybe it did go on a wee bit too long. And he wants to put over Randy Orton. He's been a superb foil for Drew during the feud. And timing aside, he's always felt like the right wrestler to end what will hopefully be remembered as Drew's first reign. And Ross wants to put her hell in a cell. For the first time in three years, there's been a great pay-per-view with no bullshit finishes and bury Jim Carnett just for being Jim Carnett. Well said, Ross. been up to... Ugh. I've stopped listening to his podcast, to be honest with you. It does get, it gets, you know, I was coming, much, I was man. putting it on in the radio and the way to work, and I was like, man, this is not no doing any good for my mental health. This it's guy too much negativity, man. It is. Too much negativity. I can only take it wee bits and bobs at a time. I must be honest, even though I, I know all his views or what have you, but there's some stuff that he says that I totally agree with. Um, Fraser wants to put over Penta versus Ray Phoenix on Dynamite. Absolutely incredible match. They loved um, another put over link to that match he says somebody using the Canadian Destroyer as a finisher and not some kind of near death transition move oh, about time absolutely that, that move has been hurled out to death and you've got chumps like me doing it on indie shows in front of 15 folk man spice it up uh, you no, say, don't spice it up leave it alone let it to die and just let Pete Williams do it <laughs> did you see know. that match John? yeah oh yeah but incredible match have you they seen are, that I did see it. I see. I only saw. I only saw it because you said to watch it. No, the reason they're they're brothers in real life, aren't they? Aye. So man, they're practicing that in the living room. They're practicing out the back door when their missies are making the dinner. They're out the back door rolling about coming up. Grado, that's what they did. Do you think the guys did that match in the living room? Aye. <laughs> Three or four all they, times. All the spots and all that they've done it Aye. in the living room. Hundred percent. I believe they were doing it everywhere. Let's like stop now for the petrol station, driving to the show and all that. Right? Did this bit? In, do you know what I mean? I can totally imagine them doing it. They're one of the guys. Sometimes I used to hate, and you'd go down to the ring, man. You see folk coming up with spots, but see watching NATO, you'd be blown away, man. Aye. They can do shit. They can like walk walk along the rope with one leg and all that. Fucking it's no my kind of wrestling. No mine, but, but it's it's no my kind of wrestling. But it's a it's a fucking joy watching it. It's like it's great to watch. Grado, did you work, work with Bray Phoenix and Pentagon? They were in Impact at the same time as me. Oh, so right. I never worked with them, no, but like they were cool. It was like the, the watching them come up with their shit during the day was so interesting, man. You'd be like, what? And you'd be sitting there with like your, your what do you call it, your heart and your mouth going, fuck me, man, what are they doing? And then they'd pull it off. I'd be like, what? So they, every, I've never seen them no tear it up at all. And as I said, say, as I said it's not my style, but they they do it superbly because they've got that lucha background as well, you know. You know what they're up to, didn't they? Ian wants to put our Chris Jericho's paint editing skills on his hairline and wants to bury me. He's burying me, Ian. That's twice I've been buried in this episode. Oh, here, he wants to bury now. me for not understanding what Jim Carnett's argument about Orange Cassidy actually was. Oh, fuck, here we go. Presumably because he's too much of an uptight shite stick to listen to him. Carnett regularly says, for the people that like that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing they like. So no, he didn't say that Cassidy wouldn't get over within the AEW universe. He said he wouldn't get over mainstream. And I've not seen his face in a packet of fucking Smarties yet, so I don't think he has. Surely somebody that purports to be as intelligent as Rab should know that it's pertinent to actually understand the argument the person you're trying to shoot down. Otherwise, you just come across as a baldy clown with a straw man point. Don't slag me off for saying this either. I'm on Patreon. I'm your fucking boss. What? No. <laughs> Whoa! Holy fuck! <laughs> oh my god! I just wait. I just put this in to see Rab's reaction to oh that. My, Rab just takes a drink of water there instantly, man. This is no, no. Whose face have you seen on a packet of fucking Smarties? Right? He said it when he got our mainstream, and I've not seen his face in a packet of fucking Smarties yet. Whose face have you seen? Whose face have you seen? You tell me. Like that time is gone. That fucking time is gone of people being on Patreon. Who eats fucking Smarties anyway? He eats fucking Smarties as well. What's your talking to your boss, mate? I'm sitting there eating his fucking Smarties, slagging me off. Call me bald. You don't know I'm fucking bald. I've got a hat on. You can't. You don't know for sure if I'm actually bald. I'm wearing a fucking hat now. Um, and you're my fucking boss. Look. <sighs> What's your what you say? He's right, <laughs> 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 no, you can get me a wrestling daft content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. You can be, become our boss. This is how you do it. This is this is how you can shut us down in arguments by becoming our boss. We've set up three tiers, which Gradle will explain to you now. Um, and you can you can join the club. Come on, Gradle. Tier one, you're the cruiserweight champion, which is about four dollars a month. On that, you get the patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all episodes. 
early access to random bonus content. You get the video version of the March podcast, and you get to vote on what you want to see feature and feature in the list of wrestling daft for the Marks Fantasy Booking Island Tier Two. You're Punching up here to the Intercontinental Champion, which is $10 a month. You get everything that I said in Tier 1, as well as a video version of the podcast each week. You get a bonus episode once a month up there. Now you can get a rab on wrestling, the first two parts of the Grado It's Your Sale story. And we need to record the RF shoot video as Grado interviews rab. We need to do this. When are we doing this? This weekend. Aye. Plus this week, brand new monthly show from The Marks. Plus, this week, there's a brand new monthly show from the Marks. It's called The Dafties. They argue over the best and worst wrestler match moment of the month. And you can also join our Patreon pay-per-view parties. Did you say something there, John? Uh, That one will be out next week, The Dafties. So they're struggling as well. All right. Tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion is about $20 a month. You get everything in the previous tiles as well as a free wrestling daft shirt design of your choice. You must be signed up for three months. Plus, you get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks or do a run-in on the show. So if you fancy that becoming one of our patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we would love to welcome you to the roster. As a part of the show, we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. Now come on, the show, ask what you want. You might want to give us our thoughts on Bound for Glory or ask you to do the best way to land a person at the airport on Flight Simulator. This week, let's welcome to the show, Billy Gaddy. Hello, Billy. 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 Is. What are you saying to that? He's all right. What are you saying to that? saying to that. How are you not at school? <laughs> no, I'm not at school. Are you, what are you doing? Are you you're 18, I'm 18, mate. <laughs> yeah. So you're not at the school then, now? Nah, college. Oh, what are you studying? Journalism. Oh, a journalist. <laughs> what do you want to be when you're older? Sports, football. Sorry. Do you want to host like a uh, football like, phone in or something like that? Or like a... I'd be all right. Wouldn't mind it. I don't really know it, but it's just something to do with it. I'm not good enough to play it, so write about it. Do you like getting mad with it? <laughs> aye. <laughs> I want to get mad with it. Aye, do you like getting mad with it, aye? Aye. What do you do? Disney. What do you mean by that, do you? Like when I get mad with it? Aye. Uh, so it's dug. Have <laughs> <laughs> you, you tried the new Mad Dog flavour? No, because I can't get it anywhere. That's well, why I get it like in my backyard when they walk. What is the new flavour? It's pineapple, isn't it? Aye. Like a pina colada? Aye, sort of. It's like an, it tastes like lout. So have you, you been scouring in the shops trying to find them? No, there's like one, like, just done for me that had it, but my kid when they walk, so... And they never even like... gave you it? You couldn't... You... No. No. What do you do for, for making money? Uh, I work uh, night shift in Asda. Do you? What happens uh, on night shift in Asda? Hummers are weird, those come in. Right. <laughs> like, who, what, like who, what kind of people? Uh, I think I've heard stories and all that, but like one wee guy, it was, it was talking to this guy watching me, and you just see him go down and start scratching his arse. But it was that way that you could see like a finger getting slipped up. Then he was like, oh, nice talking to you. Shaking his own. <laughs> Same horn. Did, did, did the guy shake his own eye? Aye. Is this pre-COVID? Aye. See, that's a good thing about coronavirus Aye. is we don't shake horns, so we can't shake horns with any fucking shite asses anymore. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. So is this what you talk about? Like, did, did folk just hear stories about folk that come in and bend down and stick fingers up their hoops? Aye. Like, we have like an accident. Have you, sorry, have you ever accidentally shoved your finger up your ass and you've been wiping your ass? Nah, don't get don't get one ply. When he shakes it, <laughs> what did he say? He doesn't get one ply. <laughs> Many shakes a day, then these days. I don't know, one, two, two shakes a day. Aye. Right after one another. Or... <laughs> Aye. No, half them. Because you don't count. <laughs> You don't count the individual shites that come out. 
because like if you go to the toilet once to do a shite, maybe mm -hmm. maybe four or five shites could fall out. Droplets. I wouldn't call that five shites. I would just call that one shite. Are you call it one shite, five droplets? Yeah, one, well, one shite, five portions, I would say. Portions is a good one. Portions is a How good many one. shites do you do a day, Gredo? If I don't take my modium, we're looking at 36. 36 shites a day, of course, because you've got... IBS. IBS. So if I don't take my modium, good. But if I day take me a modium, like, sir, I've taken two this morning, I'll no shite to Sunday morning now. This is what you have to deal with. This is what you have to deal with. I've. Is it, are you the only wrestling fan in your family? No, my dad's, my stepdad's, but they don't watch it as much as me. You know, mine's just very early spells at uh, as it is. So. What's so wait a minute. So you've came on that show and you hardly watch your wrestling. Is that what you're saying? Oh, like I watch wrestling. I listen to you more than what I watch wrestling. Nowadays. He's came on in a show. He's came on in a show because he's went. I'm going to go on and I hardly watch a wrestling. I'm going to go on a show where these guys hardly watch a wrestling. It's a show for people that hardly watch. <laughs> you and your dad or your stepdad's office? No, I'm in my bedroom. That's like a cheer you've got. Do you get that for your Christmas? I have a big letter of a recliner. It's uh, not people's one. So like, say you stand up, you can put it all the way up. So it like stuns you up like fully. Well, you actually don't have to stone up with it. Can you do that now? Do it now. Do it now. Go on to the see, see your recliner. Ah, right. That's all right. Just right. Go go off on, mate. Right. You go oh, off I see this recliner right. going up. Right. <laughs> right. This is rare. Yeah, let's see. I'm going to actually wait. Right. I'm going to get my phone. That screen's broken, awesome. Right, hold on. Right. No worries. Get a selic pillars in there, right? Ah, hi. Right. Here we go. It's got to be a bit off an hour, by the way. Does it make a noise? I had it reclined, so now it's gone. Oh, here we are now. Oh, yeah. Well done. Well done. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Aye. None of the have to get it back done. Right, for the people listening, Billy just kind of rose up in his chair, just floated right out the top of the screen. Fantastic, man. That was brilliant to watch. What are you having for dinner tonight, Billy? Uh, chicken and rice. Chicken and rice, nice. Wait, you food. want a bodybuilding diet? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making it? Me? You're making you? it. You're, you're thinking about 13. <laughs> think I was going to say, like, fucking smiley faces and waffles. <laughs> waffles? Waffles? <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't eat waffles and smiley faces anyway, by the way, because they're both totty based. Do you know what I mean? Aye, but chips with it, I know. That's a delicacy. <laughs> That's a scheme delicacy. Right, Billy, let me ask you this, right? Yeah. You moved to America. You right. commit mass homicide. <laughs> right? gone down a different direction. You, right. You're put in jail and then in 20 years' time, they go, That's it, you're going to an electric chair, Billy. You've got one meal uh, left. What do you want in that meal? Burger and chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's that burger and chips, aye. You wouldn't even a cheeseburger, uh, just a burger. A uh, cheeseburger? Everything on it. Relish? No, I don't like a but no, is it? No. You want a relish on it? Do you like a gherkin? No. Aye. I like a gherkin. Do you like a gherkin, Gredo? Fucking love, I call them pickles. Very American right. of you. It is. Right, Billy. Who's it? Who who won the Royal Rumble in 2000? <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. You weren't born then? 2001. When, when, when's your birthday? 1st of August 2001. 1st of August 2001. Well, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel knowing you were born like a month right before the September 11th attacks? Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I mean, because like, this is weird because, like, what age did you find out about 9 11? <laughs> what age did I find out? I don't know. 10 or something. 
Was it mad? Was it, was it mad watched when you watched the videos? When you watched the videos, I, I was in school before I watched them. You fucking well, fun out about 9-11 um, on Family Guy. Aye. I remember there was an episode they were at the Twin Towers or something. It was like why they were breakaways, and I remember somebody telling me. Have you not heard the story like about um, what do you call the guy that writes Family Guy? Seth, Seth McFarlane. McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. He was supposed to be on Flight Eleven. Was the he? The morning of the September Eleventh attacks, but he was late and he missed it. You think he's no known us now? No, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Lucky boy, lucky boy. I wouldn't have thought about it if he was on that flight. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, would you like well, to ask brilliant. a question? <laughs> All right, That's brilliant. I've got That's a fucking brilliant. Right. Uh, first one is for Grado. Uh, obviously, you've got Pure Hunters are iconic entities and that, but I just wanted to know like, the idea when, when you were versing Ren- Chris Renfrew and you had that 99 Problems theme. Oh, that's a good question, man. Like, how that came about. Aye, that's a good one, mate, because that was at the time where... So I won the title in the November in my match against Renfrew. It was in the January, and then that's when it all kicked halfway. Chris Renfrew, Dana shoot promo on me on the ring because Fighting Spirit magazine had put me on the front of the, the, the magazine and, the, and they wrote TNA Star Grado. So that pissed off everybody in ICW. So then he went out and done his shoot promo and buried me, which I've never watched back ever since, but that... The night that he done that, that was the first time I ever really got mega negativity on Twitter. Folk were going, Gredo's fucking, he's a sellout, he's a game's a sellout, he fucking doesn't care about ICW or this push. So I knew that I couldn't go and wrestle Chris Renfrew that match with a bit of heat behind me. I couldn't just go there and start dancing. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't go there to Madonna and fucking dance. I'd lost a bit of weight then. I had a wee bit of tan about me and I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm spicing this up, man. I'm getting that Cactus Jack flannel that I'd got in the November. I'm sticking that on. I've got trunks, which I can now fit in, which I didn't. I, to be fair, I felt I looked no too bad. There's been worse figures in the trunks that folk wear, but I wore the trunks. And I think I had years, see about, see about five years before that, before I used Madonna, I actually used that in a dressing civic centre as Great Oden Bar, right? This was post-Lowlanders, but... I wanted to I wanted to use this uh, 99 Problem song by Hugo. So what I done was I went to look for that, but I found a wee guy who covered it on YouTube. And it's honestly had about 3,000 views on YouTube, and I ripped it off that and used it on the song. So there's this guy who, I don't even think he even knows about it, that he's edited that song, has been put on fucking ICW. I can't remember. I think, he's, I think it's called the C-Roy Edit. But I think folk have kind of managed to figure out where it's came from because I went on and looked at it recently and thought of what Grado has brought me there, Grado has brought me here. And this guy must be gone, how? Because he's just a wee guy in his room playing his guitar, but I've used it, is that it? And that's the story. Beautiful. Is that not a right story? Do you did that? Does that not a right answer for you, wee man? Billy? I know. I, was, I wanted to know about that anyway because it just seemed it was fucking... It's why he wants to go back and watch. That's the one I stick on I'm trying to impress my bird. Because there's a bit where I walked around and, you know, there's somebody doing an NAK sign in my face and there's somebody gave me the finger and I can I do that, can I nod to them as if to check these dafties, check these dafties. That's my favourite <laughs> bit. And honestly, I watch it back and see where I do that. I love because apparently it popped all the boys in the back. I come back and the coffees were going, mate, that was hilarious, man, the way you just fucking dafty day two in the front row. So I, I do like that. I do like that. That's probably my favourite. Fuck me, that's what I talk about is my entrances on this. You love an entrance, mate. Damn it. I don't, you don't love, love talking it. about your entrances. You Any other questions, Billy? Aye. Uh, you might know what I talk but that's one. That I've got another one if you don't. It's just about, do you think like, the British wrestling business will like, kind of recover like, post-Covid to what it was? Like, well, if you don't want to talk about it, because you've talked no, about no, it. No, I don't, I don't care about that. One. I was talking about um, this. Do you think that? I think they'll recover. I think it, there's always going to be a place for wrestling, and I think it will... Um, I think about a couple. There's still there's still loads of good new talent out there that people haven't really seen properly. I know there was there was talk when there this week. Uh, um, oh, British wrestling's fucked. Not that, that or that part was starting again, but it's no true. There's going to be work to be done. Obviously, you know what I mean. But there's there's new people out there. But it's maybe a, new as the time. You know what I mean. New as the time for the new people. I think what what it's true. What was getting said about the fact that companies can't rely new on 
imports and oil and that. So it's going to have to be a real kind of interesting rebuild right for the right for scratch. But I think oh definitely, definitely. You know what I mean? I just I as nerve wracking, but I can't lie, Billy, because it's like you know that way when everything happened in March, you're like fuck, a couple of months off, man, they bother. I mean, let's get to that point where that man, when am I actually going to wrestle again? When am I legitimately going to be in front of a crowd and do my shit? I want, I'm desperate to do it. It's doing my nothing. And obviously, when you you read the news and you hear the news, there's more things put in place, more lockdowns and stuff like that. Obviously, it is frustrating because it's, it's selfish. But you're like, man, when are we getting back out there? I want to get back out there. So it's just like, well, what do we do? You know, there's like. There's like things where you can drive into a car park and watch films for a motor. Could we going to end up doing that? Can't watch wrestling that. But do you know what I mean? I don't Nobody's going to watch wrestling that way. Is it just we just sit out and wait and then what do we social distance and some indie shows you could social distance and bother to be honest with you. But I think when wrestling comes back and folk want to go and be entertained, I think folk would go and see fucking steps live the the hydro if they could do now. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's going to take a long time, isn't it? It's going to take a long time, but ultimately what it comes down to is that. Um, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the guys that we, we've known that are on the scene. By the time things come back, it might be too old. You know what I mean? Oh, Billy's off. Sorry about that. That's all right, mate. Mate, we just wanted to say thanks to you anyway, and thanks for coming on. And you were a good laugh. Won't you get aye. you back on sometime? Aye, aye, fucking brilliant. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are definitely. Sometime soon, we're going to get a wee wrestling daft special, and we're going to bring on folk that have been on the run in the past, and we'll just get everybody in one at a time, pile on, and we'll just have a bit of carry on. So that we'll be in about. touch, right? But thanks for jumping on, man. Right, lovely to talk to you. Watch Enjoy your chicken and rice mate. tonight. Watch where you're putting your finger. <laughs> see you later, bud. See <laughs> you. See you, mate. <laughs> so that was Billy Gaddy. Thanks to him. If you want to be on next week's run in. Best bet is to sign up to our Patreon as our World Heavyweight Champs get first dibs, IC Champs get second, Cruiserweight Champions get third. Get on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to get involved. You just made the list! Now, every week we run down a chart or something wrestling related on our list of wrestling daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week, as it's Halloween, the vote that won had to be the scariest wrestlers of all time. 61% of the vote that was for Scariest Wrestlers. The other option was Scariest Match. Um, but Scariest Wrestlers won it. So let's do top three. I'll do my top three right away. Here we go. Um, well, just to get you off there, Rob. It's yeah. just weird, like the scariest match I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever come back for a match or heard MDLs else go, see that match, man, I was shaking myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Depends, aye. Maybe I'm just being facetious, but I don't know. I, I, that would be an interesting one. Scariest wrestlers is easy though. My number three. Um, straight in with as Jake Snake Roberts. Um, Jake Snake Roberts. When I was a wee guy, obviously when I was a wee guy, there was there was other wrestlers who had kind of like scary gimmicks. But when when I'm thinking about scary wrestlers, I'm thinking about like man, that guy seems legit like like a, a scary guy, right? And when Jake Snake was heel, when I was a wee guy. And he was this whispery guy staring right out, right at you, man. Um, he was the one that made me think, oh, I'm, I'm scared of him. He made me pay attention. Do you know what I mean, Grado? He just had that, he has that way about him. Where hey, you know, aye, man. Mysterious, untrustworthy. You wouldn't trust the guy. Do you know what I mean? Who's this guy? He's sneaky. Hear me? Aye, aye, aye. And, and no, just that, but just also like he's, he's a guy that's seen stuff and he's a guy you wouldn't want to get into a fight with him. You know what I mean? It's like, that that's the kind of vibe I'm taking. It, my number two is in a similar um, a similar kind of area, and it's Waylon Mercy is my number two. Um, now, Waylon Mercy obviously was a character that wasn't gone for very long, but if you go the new and you look at Waylon Mercy's um, uh, promos, and you look at some of his match stuff that's on there on YouTube. I just love that character, man. That is an influential character. Just a, a guy that you know is a psycho. Obviously, it's inspired by um, Robert De Niro's character in Cape Fear, right? As you can see, that inspiration is there. But, um, but you did he not just... have a wiener gimmicks? Eh? Did he not have a wiener gimmicks that big? In? Did he ah, he go... did. <clears throat> he did. But, um, but well, and mercy, if you go back and watch that stuff, you'll see what I'm talking about. No, my number one is maybe going to surprise some people. Mr. Perfect. 
<laughs> he was going, just so scary. He could just make you so scared. <laughs> I just, I just don't think. When you're thinking about scary wrestlers, right? I was never feared the Undertaker. I was never feared a Papa Shango. I was never feared a any of these kind of characters that were like meant to be spooky, scary characters or whatever, right? So I had to work this by just guys that I was like, fuck, man, I'd just be feared being in his presence. I'd just be feared being around. And my number one is just clearly got to be from ECW, New Jack. Oh, what a shout. That's New a Jack shout. is the scariest wrestler of all time because you watch New Jack wrestle, you watch his promos and you think, this guy genuinely wants to kill that guy. That guy is, this guy genuinely wants to hurt this guy. You're always telling yourself, this guy's maybe going to go over the line here. He's maybe he'll going go to go to the jail. Yeah, he'll, 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 he wouldn't care. He would get in a ring with a guy and he would just kill the guy in the ring and go to jail and he wouldn't get a fuck. You know what I mean? And that's what makes New Jack so scary is that that persona, that character that's got you think, this guy is, is just, you know, he is as hardcore as it gets. He is a, a total law unto himself. Um, you know, and, and also, you know, the things he's done and, and the wrestling world speaks for that as well. You know what I mean? Some of his matches. and Old Gypsy uh, you know. Joe, man. Pale Gypsy Joe. <laughs> Seen oh, that? Aye. Well, this is the thing. It's like, you've got oh, a guy man, here. Man, a Gypsy Joe, man, getting fucking scalped about with a baseball bat. Man, it was... Fans. Have you seen it, John? No, I've not seen it. Does that, but, was that on the... Was that on the Vice thing? Uh, it was covered, but you can watch it on YouTube. Type in New Jack Gypsy Joe. Right, it's we'll do. Watch no, it can, now while we're talking, right? I'm not joking. It's visual, you can it's mental. No, you can talk about oh, the Undertaker used to walk out and the Wayne's at ringside were terrified. New Jack fucking walks out and the fucking grown men at ringside are terrified. Oh, shit yourself. The fucking grown men wouldn't fucking look him in the eye. You know what I mean? Um, as you're talking about so New Jack has to take that for, for me, for the scariest wrestler of all time. Let's see, however, uh, what our our lovely listeners have been saying about it. So we've had a really nice feedback for here. Stuart says, Jake Snake Roberts, scary bastard back in the day. Nice shout there. Undertaker, Boogeyman, he's worms, Gangrel, he's cup of fake blood. Jake had real fucking snakes, he says, and some really creepy promos. Um, Ali says, Kane, during his debut run, as soon as his steam hit, everybody shit themselves knowing they were going to get leathered, even though Undertaker just managed to put him away. Chris said, Zeus always scared him as a child. Granted, once he got in the ring, he was utter crud, but he looked scary as fuck. Stephen Doink was scary in his early mm. on-screen days as a heel, that's right. Can and I tell you something you, you might like who I was scared of when I'm... This will come for absolute nowhere, right? But um, in the dressing room in Canada, I met him for the first time and, you know, I was legit scared of him just because the way he is on TV, right? This will... This could pop you and make you go, I don't even think about this, but guess who I was scared of? Who? Eddie Kingston. Oh my god, aye. That's a good aye. that's a good shout. And that kind of same vein, I was paranoid. and you know that way and I was trying to be overly nice to him and all this kind of care on. I just felt he could just start slapping me about. And he's totally well, not well, like well, that's how good a character is because he's not like that at all. I well that's a hungry though. It's like Eddie Kingston, New Jack, right? They two guys, they're guys that if you get told you all right, we're booking you on this show, you're wanting him the night, you'd be like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Aye. You'd probably be like, I imagine. You know what I mean? I imagine if I was a wrestler and I heard I was, I was working with one of the guys, I'd be kind of like, fuck, I'm actually kind of feared here. Do you know Aye. what I mean? And another one as well who really scared me was Homicide. Right. He Aye. was he was scary because he's had, he's was brought up in the streets and he told me that um, his first ever wrestling match, he got stabbed on the way to his first wrestling match. I mean, you've got, you've got guys. Stuff, man. You've got guys like Bruiser Brody as well, man. Bruiser Brody, like in Japan, working in Japan, the Japanese crowds were fucking terrified of him as well, man. He'd be fucking coming mm -hmm. at them, swinging fucking chains and ropes, and <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> beautiful, beautiful stuff. Love that. Um, but let's get back to what the punters are saying. They're just talking about fucking mad guys that are supposed to be zombies and that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ian says, uh, "Just realised my three scariest moments in wrestling all involved the Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, chucking I mean? him in the casket." Papa Shango with a mad curse on him. Jake Snake locking him in the wee chamber with the snake. Scary as fuck as a wee guy. Um, Pablo says, serious answer, Dexter Loomis. He looks like the type of guy you'd break into your house just to watch you sleep. And Kev says, watching WWF videos as a way an undertaker gave me the fear so bad, I'd leave the room when he was on and ask my dad to shout me on his match. Was there. I love that. 
I eventually had to get over the fear when I realised my dad was taking the piss as Undertaker's matches were about two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> if you want wrestling daft merch, you've got it. You can have a wrestling daft t-shirt, hoodie, phone cover, trucker cap maybe, one of your Ranger Grado inspired bum bags at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Christmas is coming up. Now is the time to get your wrestling daft t-shirts. On there you'll find designs such as Alexa Who's Graham Steveley. I'm a Mark, crud, chips, cheese and donor meat, and I'm a wrestler too. And you can even get a face mask to wear at the shops. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now. Or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. Now, it's that point in the show when we jump in the wrestling daft Lorraine and beat up Biff Tannen as we head back to watch a pay-per-view or match for yesterday. And last week, we asked you to watch Grado versus Madman Manson. Grado. I watched it right away as soon as we finished recording. I watched it week. after the show as well, actually. Which yeah, is... I watched it right away, man. I had a heavy smile on my face, you know that? Now, that was two guys really enjoying themselves in the ring. How, so how much of that was pre-planned? Oh, mate, Madman Manson, I swear to God, that was two minutes. What I loved about Madman Manson, when he, anytime you walked to him, your match was like, bam. He, you've never met a guy who doesn't give a f- no that he doesn't give a fuck right but it's weird you would come up with an idea and go, fuck it we're doing it fuck it fuck it ah fuck it we're burying the business fuck it fuck it it was so easy to work like, I think we just went on and went well we did a stay after this when we were 17 fuck it great right well we did this fuck it great and then maybe about the 4th or 5th idea we don't want to take the piss don't want to go too long you just start hitting me with rock bottom stunner rah, 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 go home fuck it <laughs> And that's what we done, and it literally came two minutes, Beautiful. and I fucking loved it. And it, and and the fans totally were well, the, 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 the crowd were well shit. into it, man. Oh man, they got well into it. The Titanic stuff, I totally forgot about that. I mean, and you can see was me a lot of sports struggle that, in the rope. <laughs> aye, there was a lot of spots there, though, Grado. Like how, like what is it? How do you not forget what you <laughs> have you not said before? Like sometimes you're forgetting things in there. Comedy stuff's a lot easier for me to remember. I don't know why it just is because I just have the visual. It just like just like the the, the one where him he you know that I shoot him into the corner and he does the 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 nip up into the second rope and goes under my legs and I'll go right you do that and I'll go oh why do that too but then yeah, the yeah, we yeah. date switch it about don't make me do it you know just find somewhere just take a spot that Doug Williams would do and go right how can we make that funny how can we make it we're in. Do you know what I mean? Aye, aye, aye. So with Leggero, I used to get, I used to shoot Leggero into the post, and he would do that. He put his two arms, his two arms on the the second rope, and put his self up vertically. Do you know right, what I mean? Aye. Now they did that, right? Just kind of, and he'd be sitting, the, leaning himself on the second rope with his legs up there, and I'd go, "Oh, give me a shot." And then I'd date, and you'd see me fucking try to, you know, try to pull myself up to date with my legs yeah. up there like a big fucking tortoise, that kind of tortoise, whatever. So it was always taking wee bits and bobs if you see these matches and putting it in particular rain and sort of kind of burying ourselves. <laughs> but <laughs> you know I mean, then, 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 we, then we had the, the tomato sauce because I was like, look, we need to get this because I was like, I'm the bum bag champion, but this bum bag champion needs to be treated like it's a championship belt. Aye. By the way, the guy who's listening to this show who's a patron, your boss, he'll hate all this talk. But anyway, uh, so... I was like, we need this belt in these If you're hitting me with a belt shot, I'm going to sell it like it's a belt shot. I was like, if I blade, if I could blade, I could. And I went, fuck it, MD get tomato sauce. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> tomato sauce, actual. Um, but, oh, man, I really, that's where I get emotional watching that last week just because it was a crowd there and everybody felt you good it. and it was lovely. Yep. It was just lovely. It was just a wee carry on. Well, the punters liked it as well, mate. James said, I showed this to did my ex Did you ex-wife. watch it, John? I did. I watched it today. What did you think? Uh, no, but just great. It's getting entertaining, isn't it? It's like, you know, not everything can be fucking AEW and NXT and all these flips and flies. And that, you know, that's it's missing on a lot of the shows. It's missing on the AEW. It's missing on NXT. It's missing on NXT UK. Is some that of that, John, is hard. It's, it's, it's hard to think with that on video. A lot of that stuff, watching that back, that one's yeah, not too I... bad. But a lot of the, my matches are no DVD matches or YouTube matches. You need to be there to get involved, getting involved, getting in about it and being part Aye. of the show. So it's hard for that to transpire and put it on the telly. And particularly with the, with the way things are the new as well, John, it's like, it's, it's just, it's one of the matches. You can do a, a, re, a, a great rest, technical wrestling match in front of new fans, but you can't do a match like that, really. You but know the I mean? problem as well is, and this pisses me off, is, You'll get, and I don't want to sound bitter here, but you get 
guys that can go 40 minutes and have their Matt Classics and all the rest of it, and then see when they start to jump in and try to do the comedy shit, I don't like it, because I'm like, no. I don't think you're funny. You know I, what I mean? No. I'm I, like, you just don't need to do that. You just don't stop trying to be fucking funny. And also, you don't often like, can do it, you know right. what I mean? I mean, one of my one of my big bugbears is comedy wrestling because so many folk go out there and they just try to be funny and it pisses me off. Do you know that way? Aye, aye. I oh, will just make it funny. Fuck off. I'll do it. Wait to me. But I don't want to sound, you know what I mean? I aye, aye, say, aye. I'm funny, I'm funny. But do you know that way? It's like, you've got to be, you've got to have timing, you've got to have, the reason why you're doing it. The problem it, is you get, such, you get such a good feedback in front of live audiences doing funny bits that everybody wants to do them. And you, you can see it at a lot of shows. There's even been some ICW shows, actually, I've watched where I've thought, there's too many people doing comedy spots. Mate, it's in, the biggest bugbear in my mind. But I feel bad saying it because it's like, I feel as if I'm the guy going, don't do my shit, but it's not. Aye, it's aye, just, aye, it's there's not a time and a place. There's a time aye. and a place. Look, mate, I don't want to be the champion. I've always said, look, MD books me in a match, put me on second, have the first match where... You've got you're everything in it. You've got high fly match with the crowd, a couple of high spots. Don't go too daft. Mm-hmm. Bring it down the second match a wee bit of funny, and I'm happy with that. Put me there, man. Put me there. Don't put me in main events. Put me. I want to go and entertain the crowd. I'm Michael fucking Barrymore. <laughs> do, you know what, <laughs> do you know what's really interesting, though, Gray? I just want to flip it again towards rap. It's like, because, you know, you're talking about it works in front of a live audience and stuff, and when you work on DVD, that's kind of what. You've done Burniston Live Rab, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've done it on TV as well. Uh, do you think that's kind of the opposite way? Do you think Burniston works better on, say, DVD than it does in front of a live audience? Well, I can answer that because I've seen a couple of live Burniston shows. The live shows are brilliant. And I think it's a wee bit like wrestling, right, in terms of you come to see The Rock doing The Rock Bottom. You come to see Too Cool doing The Worm. When you go and you see and Burnish and come on the stage and you've got the two policemen coming out right away, they've got the pop because they're like, oh, that's a police. Aye. And you don't even need to say much to be funny no. because it's just hilarious to see it. The, the, the less, the better. You probably find rather than not different mean, like, as well. You just different. Do a, it's cool. You just do a different thing when you're in front of a live audience. Like, I remember when we did the Burnison live show um, the first time when it got to the end for the encore, actually, the encore was the lift sketch. And we came on to do a list sketch at the end, and then it was a big build-up and stuff like that, and then it came to the bit, and it kind of went up and said, 12. Aye, do you know what I mean? a big fucking pop for the crowd, you know what I mean, for that, because we just, (laughs) and then we were like, we were just fucking about with the sketch, we weren't doing it properly and stuff like that, and we were, you know what I mean, just having a right laugh with it. That's the same emotions as wrestling, isn't it? It's weird, man, that's fucking great, I love all that. It's just doing that kind of thing. But anyway, the punters, James... Said he showed this match, Grado Madman Manson, to his ex-wife. That's how I showed her how great wrestling is before she saw Undertaker versus Goldberg. <laughs> uh, Justin says, funny to see good old Grado getting booed for using a pedigree in a progress ring. I wonder how progress and our fans would feel about that nowadays. That's eh? funny, man. That's funny, that. isn't it? And Dan says, I saw Madman Manson at PCW. He managed to include the single ladies dance in the match before hitting his opponent with a Canadian destroyer to pick up the win. It was one of the best matches I have ever seen. So, do you know what? That was good. I miss wrestling, man. That was good. Wish it was fucking 2014 again. It's sad, <laughs> isn't it? It's sad that the wrestling... sitting here, man, freestone heavier, man, with my bottle of fucking diet and brew going, fucking serious wrestlers, I think they're funny. <laughs> um, right, so it's my turn to pick something to watch. Hmm. What am I going to pick to watch? What about Grado versus Coke Cabana? And, uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not doing that, mate. Um... Right, okay, I've got one. Sorry, I've got one. And it's just and it's just a, a match, right? And I think you can get it on YouTube. This is what I'm I'm checking here. I'm, I'm pretty sure the whole thing is on YouTube. It's uh, the Samoan SWAT team versus Dr. Death and the Road Warriors. Uh, the reason why I'm choosing that, right? So Samoan SWAT team versus Doctor Death and the Road Warriors. The reason why I'm choosing this one for us all to have a wee look at is because there's been an awful lot of talk about the Samoan side of things recently, with Roman Reigns and um, with uh, Jey Uso's matches and stuff like that. So I think it might be good to take a wee, uh, take a wee look back at some of that stuff and just see these guys uh, tearing each other up, man. Big big power moves. If you like a match with big men doing big power moves to each other and stuff like that, and just some just some old school chaos. Have a look at that. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, 
It's always good to watch a Road Warriors match as well, isn't it? Uh, definitely, time. man. I'm, I'm right up for that. So check that out. It's only like 10 minutes or something. Um, so that's your homework for next week. Uh, no. Uh, I think that's... We need to pick a listener of the week. This is... Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in between Morbos and I'm in between Percy because right, well, I think we need just to, comes out of nowhere, man. I like it. I think we need to get to our boss, maybe. Aye, because boss, I don't... Man. I feel... I'll piss him off. No, I, I feel like... I don't want to... I know, this is, this is a weird thing. I feel like maybe if we put the belt on him, he will be annoyed about that, though, because it's no really... You know, it's it's kind of joking, cartoony, and you'll probably know right. one. He's, it's hard to know what he would what he would like. He's he's this week. He's he's getting the Gaga. You know what I mean? He's the Gaga this week, and he hates Gaga. Aye, maybe we should put the belt on him. Um, I could could we do that? And could we? And and let's maybe it's something nice if we could send us a wee photo in or something, is because he's got to send the photo in for this, aren't we? Um, to get the belt on him. Yeah. Um, then maybe also we could put his face on a wee packet of Smarties as well, just just to just to see if we could if we could Photoshop his face on a wee tube of Smarties, that would be good as well. That might, and that might make him really happy, which would be good. I wonder how we'd cope sending in a wee voice note or something like that. See if he would see if he would crumble. Or... You know what I mean? That would be nice to to, to hear from him. Um, I, I just hope. I just anyway. I just hope he's enjoyed the show. Uh, this week um, no that's it for us please rate review and subscribe on Apple or get us wherever you get your podcasts uh, remember we go twice a week you can catch us on a Friday in the Marks podcast on a Tuesday and also remember to get on our Patreon patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to check out the video version why not buy yourself a t-shirt and all Christmas is coming shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft uh, and Oh, what do you think, Gredo? What, what, I mean, that run-in was just brilliant the night, wasn't it? He was great, man. He was shit hot. He was, he was funny, man. Oh, Billy Gaddy, man. He was really, really good. So, I definitely think we're building up a wee... See, I'm into my Howard Stern now. I don't know if you are right. I've been annoyed John about the last couple of weeks. How I like to be like that. No me, personally, I'd be with like Howard Stern. But I reckon, man, we've got some good characters that listen to Wrestling Daft that would be money on this podcast. So, I think... One be- of the best bits of the show, I would say, mate, is when these, mm-hmm. these people do their run-ins, you know what I mean? So definitely I want to get the listeners involved and come on and talk to us because uh, it's better than listening to Nick. I'll just talk shit for an hour and a half. Right, hold on a fucking minute. <laughs> up the road, you. Up the road. It's yourself, up the road. It's yourself. It's yourself. See you next it's week. Happy birthday to us, one year old. See you next week. Audio Frontier. <laughs>